Introducing Kaleidogos, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends anonymously. Everyone is getting engaged Mm. and everyone is getting married and, like, I'm just feeling a bit of pressure. I feel this simultaneous Mm. pressure of, like, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. And then also, like, fuck, should I be getting ready for that, you know? No. But I have that and you know I have. I've talked about this so much before with you and I've been in such a stable, long relationship but I used to always, like... Everyone used to find it so weird because I never, ever talked about, like, you know, all the other girlfriends in the girlfriend group always being like, I want to get married. When is he going to get on the knee? And I was like, why do I not feel this want to do it? It's like my life is flashing fucking before me. We're back. Back for episode 13. Ooh, bad number. Is it? Mm, You don't like it? Yeah. And the age 13 is telling. 13 going on 30. Yeah. Theme of the episode. This is the theme of the episode. Um, this week, we thought we'd, you know, dive into, you know, the reality of actually turning the big 3.0 because I'm, Steph's actually already 30. I'm already so 30. I could probably ask her all these things and discuss this, you know, but I wanted to get on the podcast and actually talk about all the stuff that I'm thinking about, like right now, leading up to me turning 30. Well, 30 has a lot of connotations with it. It's mm. like... The typical age where people think you're going to have your shit together, you're yeah. going to have a house, you're going to have kids, you're going to have a husband. Well, it's not even other people, it's yourself when you're younger. Yeah. And I feel like back in the day as well, all that your parents were like married and had you by then and like had a house and everything was kind of set up and like howdy doody. Yes. And so you always kind of like go off what your parents have and whatnot and like always expect like, oh, by 30, you know, yeah, I'll be I'll settled. I'll be here. I'll be, I'll be settled. Here. And but look where we are now, and you know we're not there, but that's all right, and that's what we want to kind of dive into today. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. But um, how's your week though, being Steph? My week has been very good. Hmm. Um, felt like shit on Monday again, as per usual. Had a big weekend. Went oh, yeah. to had Harriet's thirtieth two point oh. Yeah, I was gonna say don't say thirtieth because she definitely did already have a thirtieth. She did. She went to that too as well she as did. me. Um <laughs> and it was at Bathers. Uh really recommend the rooftop there. Really good. Yeah, food. Better Leaf. Yeah, yeah better fuck leaf. you guys for going there. It's like I fucking live in Mossman, fucking Balmoral. No one ever comes over, like, that side to drink or have a time. Yeah, we got a water taxi there. And, yeah, it was the first time I had, like, all the girls come over and I, like, couldn't go. And it was just, like, the randomest timing. Like, I never ever... Literally. You know? That would have been so good just rolling back up the hill. We got so drunk. And um, we went to the Oaks and we had heaps of drinks there and I was talking to this yeah, girl. Yeah, did you see Grace? My no, little I didn't sister, see Grace there. She was there when I told you that um, – I told her that you were there and she was like, what the fuck? She didn't it, message me or anything. She didn't – I told her after, like, the next oh, day. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, which that's why I was like, that's funny because – but is the Oak a lot bigger these days? Like, how big is it? The Oaks has had a major renovation and it's looking great. And it's Really? Huge. What does it look like? Like that scat bar area as you walk in opposite the Indian place, you know, when you walk in through there, it's all renovated. The Indian place? No, no, you know where you get, you know how you can um, enter on the main oh, road? Oh, are you talking about Neutral Bay? Yeah, is that the Oaks? Sorry. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I've put, yeah, I've completely Grace was that. never at the Oaks. No, no, she? no, no, no. She was at the Oak, Double Bay. 
I was at the Oaks Neutral Bay. Easy mix-up. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. guys. Fuck. Um, no, I know they've had a major renovation. Fuck, have you not been there since? No. And the bar downstairs is really cool. Yeah, that's where we were sitting. Talking about the Oaks, guys, if you haven't caught on, I've, like, confused myself between the Oak Double Bay and the Oaks Neutral, neutral bay. bay. Double Bay, Neutral Bay, Oaks, Oak. Oaks. It's stressful. Yeah, it's very stressful. It's confusing. But, of course, you ended up at the North Shore Oaks. Yeah, ended up there. I wanted to leave straight away. I was like, let's go back to Harriet. Why? You just wanted to get back to the east. You couldn't deal with being at the North? No, yes, that. And also, we were just so drunk. Like we Everyone were, was drunk? Everyone was drunk. Like, I was sitting down... Who are you with? I was having a massive DNM with this girl. I won't name her name because of the story I'm about to tell. And we were talking about how, like, I was talking about how, like, when you're in a relationship for, like, three years, your sex life gets pretty boring. Mm. Mate, try 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty boring. And and she was like, oh, you know, I've been having sex, like, four times a week. Four? Yeah. And I was like, oh. Is she taking something? No, she said that they um, watch porn together. Oh, you told me this. And I was like, Oh, and I was like, is it lesbian porn or is it like girl and guy? Because I would prefer, I don't like Can I just like say just outright though, like I just can't imagine myself taking myself and my partner seriously watching porn together and getting horny and watching him get horny over it and then being like coming on. I can't, I can't, I wouldn't be able to deal with it. The way she was pitching it to me. Oh, you were kind of like horny for it. I was so drunk I was kind of horny and I was like, hmm, okay. She was like, you should just message Josh and be like, let's watch porn together one time. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. But you did that as a joke, I thought. Or you did it seriously. No, I did it seriously. Oh, you were dead serious when you messaged him about that. Dead serious. That's why it's so awkward. Oh, I thought you were like doing it as a laugh. No, no, no. I was (laughs) like, oh, okay, I'll do this to spice up my sex life. Oh, my God, Steph. And he didn't write back for two hours. And yeah, well, he just had his um. He dislocated his shoulder, but still, like, judge man, the fuck up, come on. Like, and he was like, if I did that to Eddie, he'd be like, fucking. He ready. would have been in the Uber, like, he'd pick me way. up and yeah, literally come and fucking get me. He'd be so shocked, so shocked. I was gonna say shook, shocked, whatever. Um, yeah, didn't so reply. Wait, didn't reply at all. No, he replied um, two hours later when I'd like could. At first I was like, fuck, he hasn't replied. Like, that's a bit random. Like, I feel like I've just put myself... So, wait, did it ruin your night a bit? Were you thinking about it or were you so drunk you just did it and then you didn't think about it? I was so drunk I did it, didn't think about it, but then an hour and a half later I'd kind of, like, settled down. I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have sent that and, like, he Oh, you were kind replied. of awkward. And then he was like, he wrote back being like, hey, sorry, um, been playing PlayStation and I'm really high on endone, but maybe another time. And I oh was like, "Oh my god, dagger to the heart." Um, Were you actually like keen though? Still at that point when he messaged back two hours no, later, or no, you'd like kind of no, gotten over the stigma no, of like doing no. it? Yeah, I was just like, I don't think I can do that. With yeah, you. can I ask what porn she was watching with her Lesbian partner? Lesbian porn. Le- and she got horny over that. Yeah, because it, it's actually a statistical fact. Statistical. A fact that girls get more horny over, even if you're not a lesbian, over lesbian. Porn I don't know if I would. No, because it's less aggressive. Like no, I know, but you like if you think about it though, you'd more fantasize about. Oh no, a sorry, dick. she likes the threesomes. The with threesomes. A dick. Yeah, yeah, I get the that. Dick. Then I'm like lesbian, like porn. I don't think I'd get that horny about. Mm. It would kind of wig me out more because it's not something I would ever like 
think about sexually for me. I will say if you did want to do like an entry-level porn watch, Mm. Kim Kardashian's sex tape is next level. I think I've watched that and laughed though. I can't take that seriously. Oh, I was like kind of like this is a sexy porn. Oh, you got a bit hornbag over it. I watched it with the girls, like Maddie Keel and Izzy. Okay, I was like 18, but we were all like, fuck, she's like a sexual being. So sexual. That's how she got famous. Like she knows how to get it done. Yeah. In anyway, a big way. I'm so sidetracked. But anyway, yeah, so that, that was, was your my night. weekend. Then Sunday, uh, edited the podcast, which I'm not doing this weekend, which I'm really excited about. Mm. And Monday you was aren't. a bit um, of a write off, but it was fine. Week's been good. Like yeah, nothing really, really to report. No. I um. Well, I had a big Saturday. I had my friends. Yeah, how was um, yours? And my friend's hens, funny, shout out to Fran. <laughs> Fran and Jack, they're about to get married in December. So Eddie went off on his houseboat experience for Jack's um, oh, yeah. bucks, which is pretty funny. And I um, instead, so they were on the houseboats and we went to Neil Perry's new restaurant, Margaret's. I've heard that's is lovely. That is that Margaret's? Yeah. Margaret. Yeah, it is Margaret, yeah, um, in Double Bay. And that was absolutely divine. Um, had a few drinks, had some lovely food. Neil Perry was actually in the kitchen. Like I didn't expect him to be there, but Dad was like mm. – my dad, a side note, in the oyster industry um, has – yeah, knows the chefs and whatnot. And he said, no, Neil's very involved in the restaurant, Ella, like he He's told me before. He's not like a celebrity namesake chef. No, but I just thought he was. I thought he just would have his name on it and that was just like the brand of the restaurant maybe, mm. but no. So anyway, had a great time there. Then um, they had organised a water taxi to Watson's Bay and the water taxi was so much fun. Like, Yeah, I went on one too. How yeah, fun are they? When you're pissed, like after lunch, like going somewhere else to drink, like it was so much fun. They like blast some music, like just like the radio. And having the breeze. The breeze. We're all drinking. Like it takes like a good 20 minutes or so to get to Watson's Bay from Double Bay. Yeah, but it wouldn't be rough or, or no, anything. No, it was actually the best the afternoon. Yeah, nice. Then got to Watson's Bay, had a time, and then I ended back up at the Intercontinental because like Fran and some of her bridesmaids had like had the weekend there because Jack was obviously away and we just had like a night there. Um, and then, yeah, this week has gone really, really quickly. You've got your dog tra- – oh, I had a bad week with Kobe actually. You had a bad week with your dog. He had co- a bad cough but oh. he's fine now. Oh, I met Bur- oh, Burmo, Eddie's um, podcast duo, Burmo's oh, new baby Zoe today. That was really lovely and saw Evie as well, their other daughter, which I hadn't seen for ages and she was talking and really cute. Yeah, she's very cute. And then this week, yeah, nothing else really, doll, to report. Um, Are you partying again this weekend? I am. I've got, yeah, 30th galore, which is so telling for the podcast because we're yes. about to go into it. Um, I'm going away. I'm going to... Yeah, you're fucking off. Newcastle and Walcast. I even prompted that to Eddie being like, mate, like we need to have a break because we've got so many big weekends coming up. Like maybe we should just like go away. And he was like, no, no, no. Like we're going away for the next two weekends. Like we're not going away this weekend. That's so stupid. Like I'm sure you can have the willpower and me to like say no to a big night. And I was like, I don't think we can. I don't think I can. Yeah, in lockdown I was like, oh, I'm so good. I'm so different now, blah, blah, blah. And now jumping back into it and having all these like things on and being really social, like when I'm out in the moment, I might be complaining before, like I will just like want to keep going though. 100%. Which I find like nerve wracking 
again. But anyway, I'll have fun. You'll have fun. You never don't have fun. It's just Sunday. No, no. And then the rest of the week. And the rest of the week. But you always come good by Thursday. (laughs) That's fucking a long time. I know. But when I woke up this morning, I was like, thank you, Jesus. I feel well again. Well, because you're excited about the weekend coming. That's why. Yeah, but like... I'm, I am excited for the weekend, but it's going to be a chilled weekend. No, I'm saying every weekend, though, by Thursday, you're always like, oh, my God, it's Friday tomorrow. I'm nearly done. Like, yes. I can sign off a bit yes. and tune out. Um, you're going to tell us what you're drinking? Yeah, I am, actually. We've um, gotten lit off these drinks before. I know. Well, I just turned it around and I'm driving and it's 2.56 drinks. And I'm like, holy moly. But you've had a few sips, but, but yeah. Yeah, I had a few anyway, little sips. Um, uh, well, actually, it's really funny because I kind of – we got asked to oh, – this girl we know is doing some PR work for them. And she was like, do you guys like um, margaritas? And I was like, fuck yes. And she's like, well, I've got some margaritas that I want to send you. And when they came, I was like, they look really familiar, like all the flavours. And mm. I was looking at them and Steph, me, Eddie and Jarch had this one day where we I took them to Narrabeen Lakes and we did the big walk. And then I was like, why don't we go to the Mexicano in Narrabeen and let's have some like takeaway mugs on the beach and get a bit lit. Because like, mm. it's sort of like good there, like during COVID, you could kind of get away with like having a few drinks and everyone was on the sand dunes and it kind of was such a vibe. Such a fun day. And, um, and I messaged our friend that sent them being like, are these like – like anything to do with Mexicano and she was like yeah it's the guy that owns it he's like I reckon obviously in fucking lockdown they went so well he's like yeah she's like oh I love a strong drink as well in a can and he started uh yeah margarita in a can but the best thing is it's not like one flavor so you get like a mixed four pack so I think it's like coconut jalapeno passion fruit and regular and they're not, yeah, they are strong. 2.56, like that's even bigger, like that's stronger than a cocktail. I would highly recommend them. And they're got- normal size can. Like if I could show you right now, it's like a normal, like you're getting lit off one. And also like being able to carry around a four pack like that. And they're not like- heavy, they're not huge, you yeah, know. Yeah, they're so nice. They're, they're so yum. This coconut margarita reminds me of Hawaii. I really want to vibe. go there now. Same. Anyway, let's jump into it. So, right. yeah. This podcast, I sort of like, oh, the topic today I brought up with Steph probably like the other week because it's come so quickly November and I always thought I was so far off and I love saying I'm still 29, I'm not 30, I'm not 30, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to do a podcast when I'm like about to turn 30, about just like everything that kind of comes to mind, you know, years before turning 30 of what you expect out of yourself and, like, the wig outs that, like, go through everyone's head. Um, And I was like, let's just book it in two weeks before. Let's just get it out and talk about it. (laughs) So where did you think you would be when you were 20? Where did you think you would be at 30? I just always looked at 30 as being so far away, like being, like, oh, like a full-on mum adult vibe. Like, I'd never expect myself to be like this. (laughs) I know that's, like, really fucking weird to say. It's not like I'm, like, disappointed or anything in myself. I'm just more like, not disappointed at all, nothing like that. It's more like, oh, like, I'm still myself. I'm not, like, I'm not an adult. I could still fucking hang out with, like, an 18-year-old very fine. Like, I'm still young at heart. I don't have a mindset where I, I I don't know maybe back in the day I thought I'd be a completely different person like it's so weird when you're growing up like looking at 30 and thinking 
you know, I'm going to have kids, I'm going to be married, blah, blah, blah. But it's just something I think that our parents have always probably instilled in us because when we look at them or we ask about their story and how they met and where they were at 30, like it's so different to where a lot of us are now. Um, So when 30, I don't know, it's come up very quickly. Like sometimes when I look back and I'm like, fuck like 21 like I still have my fucking photos on Facebook you know when you look at your photos on Facebook or social media like I have all of that there over those years like surely that's not that far away if you have all that kind of picture memory of yourself like it's sort of a weird thing because I'm like I'm fucking 30. Did you think you were gonna marry Eddie at 20? No I don't know I was nine. Well, I was nineteen, nearly twenty when I met him. But I'm saying ten years ago, were you like? Well, I just kind of met him, so it was probably not even in my head. Kind of, I definitely was very obsessed with him. And weirdly enough, I had like the deepest conversation with one of my mates, Soph, on the weekend about that. Um, he was like the first guy I fell in love with, and I knew when I met him that I was like really like obsessed because I'd never. I'd yeah. Anyway, that's like a whole another topic to go into, but like. Um, just the feeling I had with him and how like the connotations growing up when you were younger and how everyone just said I love you really freely when we were growing mm. up and I always thought I was the weird one and I was different because I found it really hard to say to my like boyfriend growing up in high school and blah 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 but everyone else you know freely said it in messages just like without thinking about it I don't know now I've like I had a really weird moment with her and we were kind of talking about it and I was like oh blah 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 like you know when I met Eddie though I kind of just like it was the first time I wanted to say it and it felt right as mm. well. So I knew that pretty early on. Didn't think the marriage on the – like thinking about marriage, I fucking probably would have said yes pretty quickly actually. I think in that stage when you're so obsessed with someone though but definitely had those kind of weird phases where I was like, fuck, we're so far off like 30. We had one dinner actually at Hugo's one night where we were like, fuck, I wish we met each other later because mm. we would have, you know, 100% would have married you, but I feel like we need to experiment, you know, need to go off. Anyway, fucking look at us now. You're engaged. And 30. Um, but I, what about you, though? I don't know. Back at 20, did you ever think about marriage? I don't know. No? Nah. <laughs> Even now, though, I was wigged out. You know we talk about it all the time. Like, Eddie and I have been together I for 11 years. I was a little years. bit different to you in the sense that I – I feel like in past relationships I would always think about maybe before I met you the 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 marriage and rushing things mm. like I'm quite an impulsive person. See, I'm the complete opposite. Yeah, well when I met you and then you were had been with Eddie for like 5 or 4 mm. years at that stage and you didn't want to move in with him and you didn't want all this stuff. It kind of made me realize like you know, there's me to think about mm. here. Like, what do I want and what do I want to do and stuff like that, you know? Just 100%. like, you know, taking the Things time. Fly. But my my past, like, is a lot different to yours. Yeah. But I feel like I definitely, obviously I'm already 30, but I definitely didn't think that I'd be at home until I was 28. No. Like, at all. Like, but yeah, you had a few things. I had like- a few things going on, but, like, they're – my life did not turn out the way I wanted it to at 20 <laughs> at all. Like at all. But how about now though? Like are you happy now? Yeah, I'm happy but like there's a few things that like. You would have hoped for maybe. Yeah. Like mm. just more like I don't know. Maybe just like stuff with my parents. Oh, you had to cry. A little bit. Why? Yeah. 
You're gonna make me cry, and I don't even know what we're crying about. I just yeah. Are you think what are you thinking about more about your dad? I don't know. I just wish he had been around. Yeah. I feel like I had some really bad times in my twenties, and I just wish he'd been around. But it's crazy to think now A you're thirty more. though, and he's still here. I know. But would but you like, like to know that for a bit of like that you had like time? Yeah, like yeah. I feel like I haven't done so many things because I'm like I can't. Yeah. Even the thought of like going overseas next year, I'm like I can't. Like Josh yeah. was like, we've there's a wedding on in Ireland and yeah. the Listons, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm like I can't. I, I can't. But that is so normal. Like I can't even, be away yeah. for that long. I know, but I, like I'm more saying. Jesus, I'm not even drunk. No, I know, but I'm saying I think you've like looked into it in a different way. Maybe being like you're. I'm talking about now. Like, look at where you are in a happy relationship. Like, stable. You. Oh ever, my like, god, I'm that's so I mean. happy like, with that. Sh- like, there were so many bad times yeah. that I had in my twenties, and I'm so lucky I met George because he yeah. like, changed my life. I just wish, on the flip side yeah. of you, I'd met him a bit earlier. Yeah, so you were more like enjoying that twenties. Like, maybe. Yeah, yeah like I get in where a you're stable from. relationship. You were like, like it's yeah. it's quite stressful. Like, you were going through your own shit, and maybe are you saying maybe you didn't spend enough time as much. With yeah, your dad? like you were was, in a different headspace, or no, just more like the partying and the like wanting yeah. attention from guys. Yeah, because I was in a weird depressed. Day. Yeah, like it is pretty stock standard when you have like daddy issues. You like, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't classify but, you as like hectic. But you know daddy what issues, I mean. But, but I know I, what you mean. I'm not. Yeah. So, I'm so happy with where I am. Like everything is perfect. Like mm. our business. I feel is like amazing. you'd even be more stable than ever now, though. Like Definitely. you've been in your best place I've seen you since I met you Definitely. when I was like 21, Definitely. 20. Yeah. And that's like a lot to do with But George. that's cool though. That's yeah, not scary. I'm so happy yeah. about that but I just think yeah. thinking about dad and stuff, it's just like I think it's also like recently talking about going travelling. Like, Are I'm you thinking terrified. as well maybe more with your dad now because it's 30 so hectic as well and you start thinking about like, fuck, maybe I should rush marriage or rush yes, kids. Like yes. I feel like that would be upsetting. Well, like writing like the that, notes, the writing notes for, the notes for yeah. this episode, I'm like as we've talked about with Ella and stuff, like I don't want to get married yet. But you're I thinking don't maybe I should for dad. Yet. Yeah. Um, and, like, we just had this lady in the office who was, like, taught she lost her friend. And I was, like, fuck, like, life is really mm. short. But I don't want to rush certain things just so dad yeah. can see it, you know? Yeah, but that's fine. You can, like, yeah. I completely, Sorry, I was not expecting to talk about No, that. but I get those feelings that come up all of a sudden because we have hit that milestone in life where you do expect that, like, I'll be married, I'll have kids. And when you have a sick parent or a sick relative, like all of a sudden as well, it's more heavily emphasised all of a sudden to like tick off these major milestones yeah. because you want them to be involved. And yeah. obviously not getting as well too heavy. Like you want your dad walking down your – you know, you're thinking yeah. I might not fucking have that if I don't do it now. Yeah, you know? and it's just like it's That's scary. like I didn't even think that – that's like a whole different pressure point for It's you. just like I feel like – and we're going to talk about this, but like everyone is getting engaged mm. and everyone is getting married and like I'm just feeling a bit of pressure. I feel the simultaneous mm. pressure of like I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. And then also like fuck, should I be getting ready for that, you know? No. But I had that and you know I have. I've talked about this so much before with you and I've been in such a stable long relationship, but I used to always like everyone used to find it so weird because I never ever talked about like, you know, all the other girlfriends in the girlfriend group always being like, I want to get married. When is he going to get on the knee? And I was like, why do I not feel this want to do it? It's like my life is flashing fucking before me. And like, but I get that you've literally been with three guys. 
Yeah, no, but like usually been... with the guy for like whatever, when we were together for so long, why did I think that it was going to make such a difference? But you we got also married. don't like change. You're yeah, very... which must be a big thing for me, which yeah. I'm learning. But um, you know, I will say, you know those girls that are like, you know, I don't want that yet. Like I'm not ready. Mm. Ella actually was like, winning. no, I'm dead set. If you looked at my phone and my shared photos, there was no fucking wedding shit in there at no. all. You know, when people say that and then you're like, they're like showing you something on Instagram and you fucking see a whole fucking folder of ring yes. inspo. I swear on my parents' life, I did not have that. You did, did not. not have that until recently when I, like, you know, obviously after I got engaged, I started inviting that idea of like, yeah, manifesting my so wedding exciting. and whatnot. It was exciting, but I was not, it's like, pumped about it before I was really and I think that was nicer when I did but get were engaged you excited when you got engaged when it happened it was so surreal because I had not built it up in my head over and over but again that's so nice and it was nice and it was such an elating feeling like and I'm so happy I never put pressure on him or anyone or anything to I don't know to like that's, have that I think as well another thing a bit of advice like Everyone puts so much pressure now oh, on it to and get rushing engaged. Getting it's it like done, the yeah. first guy you meet, let's say I was single, mm. and the first guy I met, I'd be like, will I marry this guy? And there's no pressure. Like you can no. have a kid at 36. My dad had me at 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. It's Obviously so funny. my dad always got ask, a dick, Yeah, I always ask people's ages now. I'm like, how old are they though? Like have, how many kids have they got? Because you'd want to say in your head, like calculate it now, being like, I still have like four years yes. maybe of still my life before I have yes. a kid. And I like... Another thing that's kind of scary is like when we are ready to have a kid, there's that next level of like, can I have a kid? Well, yeah, I'm not even up to that. And that's like kind of like our next I know. Like point. Yeah, like the marriage thing, yeah, came and go and, yeah, I felt weird about it and then it happened and I don't feel weird about it. It's very right but like, you know. And you're excited now. As I said, yeah, but like, you know, when people used to talk about it, I used to get like maybe manifest a big anxiety about it because – Everyone's like, I can't imagine myself, you know, getting married to him and walking down the aisle. And I was like, I actually can't imagine that. Love you, Eddie. Nothing to it. But I actually was just so. Can you even imagine yourself walking down the aisle now? Now it's getting more real It's like real finishing the me. HSC. It is. But it, all these things for me, like I when I met up with Steph today, who's had her second baby, I was like, I can't. Different imagine, step. Different step. I can't imagine myself having a baby. But then again, it is like ticking off. And she explained it to me. Yeah, you can fucking get build this shit up in your head so much with all these adult things and then when you get pregnant or you get married you kind of getting pregnant is very different having a baby but like she said like (laughs) when you're in it you just fucking deal with it and it's exactly like those things when you're younger that you freak out about and I was like that's what I've tried to like tell myself in my head about all these big things and big changes like I've always dealt with it fine fucking loves their baby when they have it no I know that's not the issue at all it's more just it's like yeah it's just another thing yeah to worry about and that leads on to our next point yeah like Steph and I are at that same stage where our friends are starting to have babies and I fucking love baby I love the idea of having kids I want to have a big family but I am still looking at myself being like I feel like I haven't done everything yet and I'm not set up for a kid yet. Like I am so that person that needs everything in line. I need a house. I want stability. I want this. I want my career fine. Like I'm not – I am definitely not that kind of person that just takes it on a whim and fucking has it and goes YOLO. I've never, ever been like that and that kind of stuff like really – You are not like that. No. And I don't I reckon you'd I reckon you'd have more of a chance of getting pregnant before me randomly and just dealing with it. Yeah, well as I was saying before, I was more of a YOLO, whatever the fuck mm. happens, I can deal with it. I'm pretty resilient. But 
as a, like meeting you and watching how like it is really important to plan and a baby isn't a fucking YOLO moment. No. It's not. But then it works for so many people works though. Works for so like, many I'm people like, but whatever. Whatever. Like if you like everyone, you know, mates that have had it have dealt with it so, so well and, you know. But for me as you're saying as well, it's the um, being set up. Being set up. I like everything and I think being that's really, fair. really planned and like. But then I was telling Steph like prior as well, like, you know, when I see all these people having babies and like when I went over with Steph today and like so cool, but then I just like can't. So cool. <laughs> Imagine myself having a baby like in a house and being an adult, like like having my own family. Like I can't picture it. It's so weird. I feel so out of body experience when I'm with my friends with kids now because I'm like I am their age. Like this is like my – this is going to be my life but I'm like – so not ready for it yet mm. and it makes me feel weird I've like sometimes I don't know even though because I want kids but I feel like when am I gonna wake up I was saying to Steph when am I gonna wake up one day and be like I'm fucking ready like you know but apparently you're never ready I know but I'm just saying more like I don't know it's weird I still I feel like you're... I'm really young I still feel really like connected to like my mum and dad and being just like a daughter to them like I feel like I know that's so weird but I just don't are you gonna cry no (laughs) I'm saying I don't feel like I'm ready to go off and be a mum to my own family like I'm not it's not me yet I don't get on I don't know you are very closely connected with your family yeah and like you're so lucky in the sense that they're gonna be able to help you out so much as well yeah like 24 7 and your sisters Mm. too but I think as you said, you're a planner, so you you'll have your wedding, you'll travel, you'll have a well, year Well, yeah, off, my wedding got pushed back, it. and now I've been like, "Fucking thank God!" Underneath, <laughs> I'm like, "I have another year off," because that's the next question. Obviously, when you get married, it's like, "When are you thinking of getting pregnant?" And it's like, "Fuck off for me." You can't ask people that. People ask it all the time. It's so, no. it's so inconsiderate. And it's just expected from you to just have a kid after getting married. And, and I'm just like, But you fuck. don't know what anyone could be going through. Like, I know. Like they could be having issues. They could be not wanting kids. Yeah. It's like don't ask that question. I know, but it's a question that everyone's thinking either way. You know everyone's thinking it. Like what if you wait fucking two years after your wedding? People are like, oh, she's definitely having issues. You I know. know. Like, it's just such a weird social thing that's been instilled with everyone like these fucking social cues that everyone's gonna follow and like yeah I never thought I'd be the one rebelling against me like oh it's just ridiculous but I am I feel like I am really like against the norm of like not against the norm because I'm not but like I'm not that kind of person that rolls with the shots and wants to tick it off really and I'm happy by ticking off all these fucking life things that you need to tick off like it's got to be right for you it's got to be fitting right. Yeah. But how do you, I don't know, are you scared? I'm really just freaked out about having a kid. But. Yeah. Um, I'm not as scared as you about having a the kid birth. because I love hospitals. <laughs> Such a weird thing. Like I literally am there all the time, yeah. like with Jarch's dislocated shoulder, migraine, stuff like that. But you genuinely have a fear, fear of the hospital. But then like. As today, again, I saw Steph and she made me feel like... I think that's a great story to tell. Yeah. So I, Burmo's wife obviously had like two very different experiences with her children and she was kind of explaining like her first one, obviously you go in there like literally not knowing anything mm. and um, and then obviously like the birth did not go to her 
did not go to plan and it was a bit traumatic. Like there were a few things that went wrong and it was quite stressful. Um, and then obviously she had Zoe and she thought like, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try and do this a bit differently. And she like was telling me today. Fell pregnant with Zoe. Fell pregnant yeah. with Zoe. And then she was like, I'm going to do this a bit differently. Um, and she, as soon as she, she fell pregnant, she rang the hospital where she had Evie, but there's like a few rooms where you can like get into in these birthing plans that like only a certain amount of people get into each year. And apparently even when girls, she was saying me, telling me, when girls like get their, like miss their first period, they ring up the women's hospital in Randwick to get into this birthing plan because it's so well sought out. Like, I almost so don't want you to tell this story because I'm like, no, no one fucking I don't want anyone to help. do it. I was so intrigued by this. And then so under the public system you have this on offer and Steph rang when she knew she was pregnant with Zoe and got one of these rooms and under the birthing plan program she wanted to get into because Steph was really like sure about doing this naturally this time. Like she'd had the epidural the first time. Um, anyway, she told me her birthing story and it was like pretty amazing. She said the differences as well, like with Evie, she was kind of rushed in and it was a very hospital experience. Like, you know, mm. beeping things everywhere, people running around and it's stressful and it's like more like, a, you know, like that's what you think about when you think about hospitals. It's sterile and there's noises, there's people chaotic. everywhere, it's chaotic. And she said it was so different having access to this private room. It was like this luxury hotel room. It sounds Heavenly. Everyone was whispering. They had like all these dim lights and like good auras and like candle. I don't know if they had candles, but like it, I imagined this in my head. And this bath where you could have a fucking, you could have your baby in a bath. And I was like, that's I sick. love baths. So she ended up having Zoe in a bath though. And um, she didn't have any drugs. And it was like the most relaxing experience as it can be having a baby, though. Obviously, it was fucking painful but she said <laughs> it was just like an amazing experience like she felt everything she felt in control and she felt really calm and I was like I could deal with the pain if I knew like there was no going to be no intervention like I like that's what I'm like this thing I'm scared about is the unknown I hate thing is control the control and the unknown and she said it's very different when you you know go private or you go into like you know you don't get into these birthing programs they sort of encourage, um, you know, different things like having a C-section or like the baby's doing this. I don't know about that. Like you should get this or, you know, like there's a lot of intervention involved compared to like following your birth plan. Yeah. And that's what I think I fucking hear all the time. Like, you know, anyway, and Steph did a lot of research as well, like to make sure that what she was doing, you know, obviously worked for her. And she was, she's very intelligent young lady though and very strong-minded. So I, I'm i like, fuck, I want you around when I have a baby. I just want to like ask you so many questions. And It sounded like it went really well. It but went that just really well. She that- was like asked to leave like that day. They were like, do you want to go? Like you can go home. Yeah, that's well, like that's- my dream. I always thought you were fucking like dead after. That's the dream. But <sighs> you just can't predict when I hear that, I'm like, I could do it. I could do that. I'd fucking cop the pain if I knew I was going to have a baby and just get out of there. Like, fine. So what's your strategy going to be to G yourself up? Like, are you going to meditate more? Like, what yeah, are you going to do so. to get yourself calm? I want a doula. Me too. Did you hear that off Darling Charm? No, I've always heard people have had them. Kate Raftos had an amazing one. Are they expensive? Like, are they, like, no. something that's covered or it's something you choose? No, no, it's like an – it's not under, I don't think, the medical. I would love one of them. Yeah, me too. And Steph was like, oh, yeah, 100%. She's like, I would have had one, though, but it was COVID, so I wasn't sure. Mm. Um, and she said it would 100% be welcomed where I was in that um, birthing unit. 
but she's like, I would like love to see one in like the private hospital, like having a doula. Yeah, they, a like, they're like an advocate for you though. They're an advocate for the baby, aren't they? No, or for, is you, it for you. For like yeah. you and what you want because as Steph said, when you're in there, they just say like sometimes they're like, well, fuck, you've got to have a cesarean. C-section, yeah. Babies like this, but a lot of the time like – you don't know what's going on, so you're like, "Fuck yeah, okay." But like, Steph's like, "Now I would, I can ask a lot of questions because I kind of know." Because there, so there's a little bit of politics involved. Yeah, and if yeah. you're well, I'm just like learning so much even from Steph. I'm like, "Fuck!" If you're well educated on it and you've read up heaps, like you can, you kind of know what's going on. Yeah, like a lot of people would go into it not knowing fucking anything. Like yeah. most, bird, you just yolo, you yolo it again. Yeah. I don't know, and that's what I probably need to work on because I'm just so scared of the unknown and shit going wrong. That's what I'm scared of. Yeah, but you're getting there. No. You've had a drip. can't imagine it. I've had a drip, but I'm saying baby-wise, I'm like, fuck it. Epidural, yeah. That, uh, to be honest, I didn't know that an – I thought an epidural was like a little drip in your arm and – Oh, me too, for so long. For so long. Who told us Camilla, our friend, had a baby? Because it got put in wrong. And she jumped out She of said the it bed. was more painful than having a fucking baby because they jabbed the epidural in wrong. And I didn't know it went into your spine. That is what I'm scared of. Yeah, I, I do don't not know. like. Absolutely not. The idea, I remember mum had to have like a spinal tap because they thought oh. she had meningi- the bad meningococcal yeah. or something. And she was explaining it to me and I was really young and I was like, that sounds so I don't like the idea. Needles are fine, but if it's in my back no, and I can't in a see, muscle or and, a you're bone. Not, and you're not allowed to move. Like, we all know how my lip jobs have gone from moving. Like, <laughs> if I, I reckon I'll come out paralysed. Yeah, I don't know how you'll do the epidural then if you want that. You'll want heavy drugs for sure. I always thought that. And but you then want the bath, yeah. I want the bath. You can't have an epidural in the bath, doll. But you said if it went wrong, I could. Because baths are what ri- get rid of... It's not if wrong. I said it depends how far you're dilated. Oh, They're no, not yeah, going to give it to you like, oh, if you're like literally like... If you're far gone, you're done. You're having I, it in the bath. My new approach is the bath. Mm. And then if I'm in too much pain early on, I'll get an epidural. Yeah. But so that's bath, your birthing plan. The bath sounds delightful I know. To I love a good bath. I was so intrigued being like, is there a drainage? Like what's, what's the go? She's like, it's a normal bath. I was like, how do you get in there? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like... How the fuck do you step in there when you're pregnant and you're having, like, a baby, like, Do you out? have, like, magnesium and stuff in there? No, she just said it was a bath. But, like, can you put, like, bubble bath stuff in? But then you can't see the baby pop out. <laughs> yeah. Because it plops out in the bath in the water and it sinks to the bottom. Fuck. How crazy is that? There's so much shit. I reckon oh. I'll fucking die of shock when it comes out. I'll be like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> fuck. Anyway, so, like, Yeah. Having that wedding, babies, connotations, yeah, we're working through it together. I'm glad that we work together and we're on the same page because yeah. I'm not against anyone though, obviously having babies and thinking about it. Like, fucking, I'm kind of jealous. Like, good on you. Like, you're in that mindset and you're ready to go. I'm not there yet. No, I'd like our business to be at a point where, like, firstly, we couldn't get pregnant at the same time because mm. someone would have to run the business. It's so funny because we always used to talk about like, oh my God, this is so good. We'll be able to get pregnant at the same time and have babies. And then I think we told Eddie or Jarch that and they were like, <laughs> that is possibly the fucking dumbest idea I've ever heard. No, because my biggest thing, work? I was like, we're going to have a nanny. Like we're going to share a nanny. We're going to have gonna a nanny pay, in here. In here. And we're gonna in pay the little like, office here. We're going to pay 10 bucks an hour instead of 20. Yeah. And we're going to have oh, this Oh, you were nanny. thinking money-wise. I was like, like it's yeah. going to be really cheap. But then I'm like, fuck someone's got to steer the ship 
Yeah, mate, if we're both having babies at the same time, that's crack. Anyway. Um, and then I think it gets on to, like, obviously, like, instead of a baby, we've got dogs. And mm. um, we were laughing about it, like, everyone seems to be getting a dog now. Like, when you hit that certain age and, you re- and like, when you're in that time of your relationship, it's like maybe we dog or baby. you got a dog, though. You got a dog before, but I'm maybe more I'm the stereotype. You're the stereotype. And, like along with a lot of other friends, you know, they were like, oh, we're in that point in our relationship where we can get a dog. Like, you know, let's yeah, try it Yeah, my dog is not me and Josh's No, 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 It's me and guys. Um, and I accept that I, like, fucking talk about this dog, like, too much. I'm very open to that. I know that I would annoy so many people around me, including Steph. I just, like, crap on about it like it's a human because I've gotten so into the training and, like, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what Ella said this morning. I That quote was actually wrong. I looked at that. Every morning she comes in and she tells her story about, like, who Tonka met at the dog park and... He doesn't go to dog parks, so he's fine. Who Tonka met on the walk and how another dog was so out of control. Like, Mm. her dog was not, but the other dog was out of control and that's what we were laughing about before, how, like, you bitch about everyone else's dog and how, like... I've only... Can I just say, though, I've only recently started, like, analysing that because with my family dog... I was never invested in the training. Like, she was fucked up, like, had the worst anxiety problems. We fucking brought her in the car everywhere when we went out to dinner because we couldn't leave her at home because she destroyed the house. That's staffy energy for you. Mm. So then I kind of always thought it was normal until I got my own dog and then I was like, I don't want my dog to be, like, loved, bam, bam, love you, bam, bam. But, like, (laughs) I was like, I don't want Tonka to be like that. And then he's obviously a really big dog. He's a Rottweiler, blah, blah, blah. And there's all these, like, society expectations of fucking Rottweilers being fucked. So I was always under pressure to be like, I want the perfect dog. So I've become obsessed with, like, looking up training stuff on line and then with Nikki our friend that's a dog trainer like just like like I'm just so because I think I've seen the results and how it like works I'm like fuck this is amazing and I love dogs love animals so now when I see an untrained dog on the leash or I see something because I've read about it so much I am like so acutely like kind of aware Aware. of it and it's really weird and then I obviously communicate it to everyone else who doesn't give a fuck though (laughs) so I need to join like a fucking dog training fucking (laughs) Facebook group like so Ella said today that we're with Jen um our employer and we're talking about like collars and stuff like that and they were taught you apparently you can buy dog backpacks and Ella goes apparently Dogs really need backpacks, like no, her specific dogs. breed of Rottweilers Rottweiler do. Because back in the day, they used to carry meat from the butcher. Yeah, they were butcher dogs. Every dog has a history. Didn't you know that? Yes, I do know that. But why does he need a backpack? No. So here's the thing, Steph. Do you want a quick, a quick little like Make inside? It quick, Make it quick. I don't care that much. Have you looked up what pit bulls were used for? They were just yes. used for fighting. No, anyway. they no, were nanny I'm dogs. Kidding, I'm kidding. I'm just yeah. Anyway, so when you Don't look up, fuck with my yeah, dog. I love pitties. Um, when you look up the history of your dog, and <laughs> you can actually play into their behavioural problems with that. So with their evolution, evolution. So with a Rottweiler, they lo- they become very very protective over their owners because obviously they're guard dogs because they actually used to guard. Um, cows and um live or any kind of livestock back in the day they used to be like the guards in the paddock so they're very protective over their like owners livestock and their other job is to carry fucking meat from the butchers blah 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 it was like the whole kind of like how did they not transfer eat the meat that they were carrying well it was on a i don't know on a fucking thing behind them anyway so Mm -hmm. 
Rottweilers do get very protective over their owners because they don't have a role because that's like they get confused because, you know, that's what they were bred for to be protective over this livestock, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So people always say, look into the history of your dog. If they have the behavioural things like common behavioural problems like that, you should give them a role. So one of the roles for Rottweilers is to like um, either carry a backpack or like um, carry like (laughs) pull a cart like a cart you know when you put kids in the back i have never seen a dog doing either of those things oh have you answer honestly Mm. in your 29 i've probably seen a backpack before maybe not a cart a backpack when Mm. i think that's a lie no backpacks are kind of common maybe a backpack on a rottweiler (laughs) never well everyone tells me to get a cart for tonga but i reckon he'd be petrified of it the fuck is everyone I think my mum told me. No, she didn't. (laughs) You're lying. No, my mum's like, we should get a cart for Tonka, like, to carry shit in. And I was like, where am I going to walk him? I'm not going to walk him up a Warburg Street with a cart. And he'd be petrified of it and bolt. Like, he'd literally (gasps) fuck off. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, so that's my life at the moment. He's my baby. And, like, I don't imagine a baby even taking over the, like. Remember when I nearly killed your dog? Yeah, and then we laughed at this, yeah. So then that was another thing. That's why we shouldn't have a baby. Steph nearly killed my Rottweiler once when we first got him. Yeah. And we found it so funny at the time. We were sitting down at Balmoral and we got like our favourite Cassie Greek best restaurant ever. Yeah, we haven't really been back since. We went back to have... Yeah, but not really again. Yeah, Yeah, so anyway, like... We had kebabs, like chicken kebabs, and like they're so good. Before I could say Jack Robinson, fucking Tonka had inhaled the whole thing, including yeah, like the skewer. Turned around, and because I Just have a, a very laissez-faire approach with my dog, and he's eaten fucking everything, every bone, and every everything, and he's fine, and got hit by a four-wheel drive, so he's like unkillable. Mm. I was like, Ella was like, is that fucked that he ate a skewer? I was like, no, that's completely We were sweet. kind of hysterically laughing. I was like, who gives a fuck? But I was kind of pissed off because I was excited about it. Like, was it your kebab or mine? It was my kebab. It doesn't really matter, but yeah. Because it was my fault. Yeah. Like, as in it was my kebab. Because then you were crying, yeah, when we got back. Well, then Ella's dad was like, are you serious? That's fucked up. It could puncture his intestines like, and da And then da, I had da, like da. a light bulb over going, that's so true. And I was like, ah! <laughs> And then I rang the local vet and they were like, that is just, I can't get onto the main vet right now. Like whatever his name is. And they were like, you need to ring up an emergency vet right now and get your dog in there. And I was like, hist- like after I heard that, I was like, oh my God, this dog is like a few months old and I've fucking, we fucking killed it. Eddie wasn't at home, I don't think. Like we'd literally taken the dog for a walk and like killed it with a kebab stick nearly. I rang the emergency <laughs> and they're like, you need to get him here right now. Me and Steph had to drive there. I remember I had him on my lap and I was like, he's going to die. I was crying. We got in there. I, I don't like, even remember the hysterical. Like Eddie and my dad had to come and like deal with it because I was like, the guy that we dealt with there was fucked. Like he was pretty much telling me my dog was going to die if I didn't do this. I didn't pay up like a certain amount. Yeah, he was. A I don't even care man. saying this vet. It's like fucking in the North Shore. What's it called? That like, emergency vet over there. It's the most fucked up place. Never go there. Um, and ended up like a agreeing to have a camera down, put down his fucking neck and to look at what like remnants of like this st- if the stick was still in there and then they pulled up when they called us in they had like this fucking cl- remember the were you yeah, there yeah, when we were back there. in and they'd pulled no, up no you've got to rewind so we went like we had to wait for this operation and Ellen oh, was so fucked wigging out and we were in the car with eddie and we went and got like a diet coke and like i couldn't I even re- eat i, was I remember so it was a diet coke so i was like fuck i shouldn't drink this right now i'm gonna get so, like our time and yeah the train i'm stuff. gonna get so anxious and then 
Ella was like, it's been like an hour and a half. Like, ring the vet, ring the vet, Eddie, ring the vet. And oh, I was mean to him, yeah. Eddie rung the vet and he was like, hey, mate, like, how's it going, blah, 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 blah. And Ella's like, be more masculine on the phone. <laughs> like, be more masculine. You're not authoritative at all. And she, he was like, I was in a bad state of the mind. the fuck up, cunt. Like, yeah. shut off. No, I was just like, you need to be more. Like, pushy, you need to find out where our dog is. Like, fuck, if that's like any sign, like, signing i was going to say signage sign of what i'm going to be like as a parent you're going to be a helicopter mom yeah like i was like losing it and i got back in there i was like where's my dog and then i like got him and they were like handing out this like oh they were holding up this like ziploc bag with like the remnants of the supposal fucking kebab stick with like a lemon he'd eaten the lemon as well of course (laughs) anyway i was like oh thank god he's chewed it up and it's all fine anyway that week, Eddie goes to Molly Mook to, like, um, his friend's farm with all the boys. And he's like, I'll take the dog for a boy's trip, like, you know, on the beach. It'll be fun. I was like, yeah, fucking go for it. I've had a rough week. I need a break, you know. <laughs> Mommy needs and to Mommy chill out. Mommy needs a break. And he took the dog and I get this, like, call, this message being like, um, you will never expect what Tonka just shut out. And I was like, oh, my God, like, heart attack again. Like, what, what are you talking about? Is he okay? And I just get this photo pop up and it's um, the kebab stick. Hole, I reckon it's like <laughs> 10 centimetres. He'd shat the whole thing out clean. So the vet had they completely lied. lied to me. Um, And you can imagine what fucking bomb went off after that and the fucking F We tried C- to bo- like sue, sue the him. vet. Yeah. Oh, my God, I lost it. I got like the head surgeon, the vet, on the phone. I was fucking – I lost my shit. Where did they I hung get- up on them. I hung up on them. Where did they get like, the remnants of that? I reckon he must have – I don't know. I don't know. Look at us talking about our dogs like the, our little kids. Yeah. When it's Kobe so got hit by a car, that was like the worst day of my life. That was fucked though. I was um, tutoring English and like, we lived like at this house kind of on a main road and there was a gate and the gate – this was before Kobe was trained so he'd already been through all this trauma with all the other homes he'd been in and he was like impossible to walk, had an obsession with cars because he hated the road. <laughs> I was tutoring this chick um, and she left the gate open. I thought it was your dad. No, it was my dad. So she left the gate open. I was tutoring English and dad like went through this phase. It was so fucking weird where he would like, this was when he was sick but still living at home, where he would be obsessed with like (laughs) opening the front door. Like I remember that. Or he'd always be upstairs looking when I came, like being like in the window. Staring out the window. Like he would literally just stare. There was like this scary top window. I'd be like, hey, Rondog, what's up? And he'd just be staring and he wouldn't even hide. He'd just continue staring and he'd be like, I'm waiting for the mailman. I'm like, no, you're not, Dad. (laughs) And then he would do this thing. He's people watching. Yeah, he's such a funny guy. Anyway, he would... He would always like sit out the front of our house and just stare at people and try and talk to them walking past. Anyway, he thought he heard the doorbell ring. So he opened the door at like 5 p.m. peak hour traffic and Kobe sprinted out. The gate was open, sprinted, ran headfirst into a four-wheel drive. (laughs) Did you hear it? Nah, I did. I've memory blocked it. But like that time was so fucked up. Like he Mm, had like internal bleeding, a broken leg. They were like, he's never going to be the same. He's never going to walk again. He's going to be fucked. And he's completely fine. He's fine. He's back on track. He's but back yeah, on track. dogs are like having really a hard. baby. I kind of feel for you more because... They're doing you, it together. Well, you share the dog with Eddie. So it's a mm. lot different. Like when you want to go away, when you want to do anything, there's no one else. But because I share it with Guy, like 
I can fuck off to I know, Byron with you guys and stuff and not Well, it's like him. a family dog as well. You can kind of fuck off and you don't have to worry about it as much. Yeah, well, I know Guy will look after Yeah. Him. And yeah. then Nikki, our mutual friend, could always come and walk in. 100%. Whereas and if you it was yeah. me and Jarch, it would be. And you don't have, like, those arguments with Jarch about, like, how you're mothering the dog. Like, me and Eddie, like, have blues all the time on the walk. I'm like, apparently I'm really bossy. I'm like, you are. No, bring him back again. He's pulling. Like, bring him back. Don't do it. Don't do this. And he's like, he turned around last night. He's like, can you just shut the fuck up? You know, you're fucking actually really fucking bossy. And I was like. You're ruining this whole walk for me. Your energy, I was like, your energy is really not nice for me or the dog at the moment. And his face is just like, mate. And I was like, I've watched more dog training videos than you. Like, you need to listen well, to me. Why don't you hold the dog? Because I was like, you know what? You hold the dog for a bit. I've done it, you know. Anyway, yeah, probably good point. But I'm like, he's like, you Ned, I support you and love you. Literally lost it the other day when the dog was playing up. And I was like, no, I didn't. And you know, like, no, I fucking didn't. He's like, I'm just getting frustrated. Can you just not? Fuck, and he does this really weird face. He's like, just don't, don't tell don't just please stop. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's kind of awkward for the rest of the walk. So I need to learn to just like shut my mouth, but I just can't help it. You can't. I can't. You like it. your mum in that respect. I'm like, the pulling back. Fuck. <laughs> Perfectionist vibes. But yeah, that's my kid at the moment. And I'm glad I actually did get a dog before because it does. I don't know. It, t- it is a newfound responsibility that I never had before. I actually have to think about him every time I go out, every time I do anything. Like before that, it's like all about you well, guys. It's a trial run. It's a trial run. It's a step, a stepping stone towards taking responsibility and not being all about you all the time. Like it's about something it's else. Someone else's life. That yeah. You're looking after. Anyway, fuck. Yeah, we've moved on to dogs. We've talked about dogs for a while though, but that's how babies, that's how fur babies. And I know everyone with kids as well are like, fucking shut up. It's nothing like having a baby. So I'm actually scared. Yeah, don't definitely not comparing the two, but they're kind of our babies. But I can't help it though. (laughs) You talk about your dog a lot. Yeah, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm very conscious of it. I already said that. (laughs) Fuck. Um, What else are we meant to do by 30? Fuck. Buy a house? No, yeah, I've only just started that. You've started that process? As well. I always imagined myself in like. In, like, a house with a big garden and already a pool. And I'm like, I don't want to live in, like, a scat apartment. Not saying the apartment's a scat. Fuck, but But don't judge me. But you know what I mean? Like, property is really expensive. For what I'm paying for in Sydney, that is why I'm saying that because it's actually fucked. Like, to spend the amount of money we have to spend on a property here is, like, outrageous. It's insane. It's fucking insane and it's depressing and it's not nice. It's not nice to think about all your life savings have come to this moment in life where you're like, oh, that's what I can afford. That's cool. It's but, so um, far. Eddie made me kind of change my mindset on it the other day, though, because I was like, oh, like, it just makes me feel a bit down. Like, you know, like, are we ever going to get up and, like, have, you know, get up in the world where I'm, like, happy with what I've purchased and where I'm living and, like, you know, are we ever going to get there? And he's like, Ella, like, you've got to stop thinking about your first house being your dream house. It's just another stepping stone to getting to, like, the next Where place. Where you like, want investment. Like, yeah. instead of paying rent right now, we need to look at buying because by the time, you know, you buy something, it's going to be very similar, the repayments to if we're paying, you know, obviously paying rent each week. And um, just, like, thinking about it in that manner and making money on it as well. Like, in a yeah. few years it could go up. But, yeah, so that kind of made me feel a bit better because I was like, is this like my like house now for like fucking years? <laughs> I um, have no thoughts on buying a house. Um, I'm nowhere near that stage. But 
I will say, because I feel like it's been like not a negative chart, but like I am really proud. Like I feel like one thing we've invested well in, because I'm pretty terrible with money, I'm getting better. I'm, I'm weirdly good with money for our work, mm. but not for myself. You better be because I don't check those accounts, mm. honey. <laughs> um, that was a nervous laugh. <laughs> no, I was about to be like, fuck, what did I buy? Um, but like I feel like with our business, we've like – built that up oh, 100%. I mean, that's an inv- yeah. for me that's an investment um yeah no it's hard so it's weird. what were your three biggest highlights of your 20s now that you're about to turn 30 mm. meeting Nettie divine I think I was just nearly 20 but that was the same same um meeting you yep agreed 21 highlight that was nice too. um my 20s what else oh getting engaged yeah amazing and getting my dog that's fourth and we've had some fun memories fun but i was talking more like personal no but i'm saying it the 20s were really fun oh my god i loved my 20s but happy to say goodbye to it but also i loved it Mm. no i'm loving it but i feel like we are moving into a age where like I'm much more sure of myself though and much more comfortable with like what I want and my friends and like where I want like I'm not I'm not fucking messing with any bullshit anymore like no and I'm not way. like a shy I'm much more outspoken about what I want and like yeah if I think back where I was like when I was younger like you know much more timid and much more confused and where I wanted to be in life like I know now what I want and like yeah which is like a very and that's so much exciting. better feeling so it is like there's a lot of positives towards it as well. So but many how about positives. you? What are your top three? Meeting you. Yep. Meeting Josh. Fuck, we didn't even say starting the art. My UAI. You went 20, honey. You were fucking 18. <laughs> <laughs> starting um, the art and say that because we started the that. Ardent. That was huge. Our businesses. It's our like businesses. Our businesses. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot that one. Yeah, so Josh. Me. You. Starting our businesses. businesses. Yeah. And agreed. Like I felt like I was a bit insecure in my younger with years. With everything. Though. With everything. And now I'm a lot more sure. Oh, I still second guess. So I've still got a bit of work to do there. But like, yeah, but you more... can just like cruise along like at the moment. It's not like, oh my God, I feel like really. Yeah. And I'm, I. Out of depth. I'm really proud of how far I've come. Yeah. Very far. You know. We've both come far. We both have come yeah. very far. Thinking back, I was going to tell my story about how I hated my job and left it, but that's for another day. But, like, looking back at that moment and that pinnacle moment as well and now where I'm at, I'm like, fuck. I'd never thought if someone said I'd be, like, in my own office. and So true. We know, never would have thought we'd have an office. And, like, being able to support myself fine and save money for a house with my own job that I've done myself. Like You've done a really good job yeah, with saving. But I've lived at home, so that's why. Yeah, for but it's still amazing. Yeah, but I'm like, that would be crazy if someone said that. I'd be so happy if you told me when I was like young that I'd do that by myself and have my own business and work for my best friend. I'd be like so happy. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know. Like, that's crazy. That's so true. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, oh, thank God I'd like die. I'd like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> that I was going to be living like the most depressive life and a fucked up job and wanting to be famous for something weird to get out of my depressed life the whole time. <laughs> So you're yeah. overall excited about turning 30. Yeah, I should be. There's so many negatives, but, like, fuck, you know, come a long way. So only, like, bring on 40. Bring it on. Bring it on. Anyway, 30 going to be yeah. our best decade yet. Anyway, we'll wrap it up there and go into recommendations for the week. Collide advice. Collide advice. Fuck, I did a Steph. You did a me. Um, uh, you go first. 
I'm going to recommend my soul cups. I've got, they're like a great, great brand. If you're thinking of maybe like starting out your environmentally friendly journey. Um, So instead of, you know, your coffee cups, I've got a really nice, um, what do you call, it's not coffee. What do you call it? Keep cup. Keep cup. It's yeah, that's the terminology. Thank you, Steph. (laughs) So I've got a keep cup. In like a pastel purple yeah, and then I've got the matching like a smaller water bottle which I leave in the car for water on the way to work as well and then we, they just gave us the larger like I think that's like a, is that nearly a litre or 500 mils or something yeah I love the big one got the big ones on our desk that's like a pastel green and they gave us these like I haven't used it yet but these charcoal um infused like oh you put the charcoal and infuse it in your water like if you know what charcoal tablets are, they're usually great for cleansing and soaking up all toxins in your body. But their products in general are really nice looking. And like they, really they were like the leader of like the keep cup. Yeah. They were the starter of the keep and cup. Obviously, oh, no, yeah. Keep, yeah. Right, yeah. And obviously the water bottles are just stopping you buying like endless amounts of water bottles. I mean, plastic water bottles that build up in my car always. So this is like Your so nice. Your sister actually gave me some good advice. Mm. Grace, she's so wise beyond her years. <laughs> but she is really good with her money as well. And she's like, why the fuck would you ever buy a single-use plastic water when water is free? She's like, I've never in my life yeah. bought a plastic water. I'm like, that I used to so be like true. that when I like obviously didn't have any money, but now I'm like, fuck, I don't really care if I'm thirsty. I just get it. Or I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I've it. always just But now I've got them. these though, so much better in the car. Everything's so neat. I love that. And I love all the colours. And then the second thing I'm going to recommend because we were talking about dogs and I'm about to have Nikki in tomorrow is – our good friend Nikki Teo, who actually gave Steph's dog to her and rescued um, Kobe Bear. Um, she runs a great, great business called Eastside Dogs and her training methods are amazing. Um, she's coming in to help me with a few issues with Tonka. She, like, is so great, though. Like, I rang her the other day, like, before we were even meeting up and, like, didn't charge me anything. I FaceTimed her because I was having troubles even getting – because she was like, there's a few things you need to do before I meet up with you. You need to get your dog back in a crate, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my dog is absolutely terrified of crates now though. And she's like, just give it a go. And I was like, oh, my God, Nikki, this is going terribly. He's like a bucking wild fucking horse. I cannot get him in here. And she's like FaceTiming now. It was like I just talked to her for an hour. It was like 10 o'clock at night by this stage. And she rang me back. She's and amazing. FaceTime me and literally step by step told me how to get the dog in. And now, literally, like straight away, he sleeps in the fucking crate already. So fine, not anxious. He goes in without a lead. I can tell him to get in. Like even without her physically meeting my dog or seeing me, like she's like helped so much. The crate is a game changer. Game changer. So I'm seeing her tomorrow. We're working on some place work. Very important, we'll, we'll guys. Let you know how it goes. But yeah, if you have any behavioural problems with your dogs and you're in the area, she is amazing. Really I'll follow, is. give her a follow as well. Yeah, she's dogs. the best. She's how about so you, cute. Steph? Um, I'm going to recommend La Tribe new shoes that we got. Oh, Ella yeah, got like them. a black leather pair and I got like a light tan braided thong. I'm wearing them right now. They're so comfy, really cool, um, great for summer. If you're like looking for a nice shoe. That or a pair that you're not you. really going to throw out. Yeah, leather's always good for that. And then I'm also going to... Fuck, what's – oh, yeah, I'm also going to recommend these uh, – what are they oh, called? Yeah. IPhone. I've got their name. They're like iPhone – now, like iPhone accessories, you probably iPhone, call them. iPhone accessories, they're so This cute. one's from Madame. 
It's got like a little peace sign on it. Yeah, mine's it's, cute too. It's like got a bit of grace vibes. I'm sure you can design them however you want. And it's so fucking cute and it just makes me really happy. It reminds me of being a kid. I know. Oh, mine's got little avocados on it. I love that. I love that. Oh, a little, yeah, passion fruit. All right, guys. Good app. Yeah, good app. We'll see you next week. We're talking about families. Everything families. Yeah. Everything. Just funny stories about families. Yeah, I've got some fucking funny ones for you. Yeah. Um, ciao for now. Ciao for now.